Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am the deputy, Stu Kaufman. And I am Amy McLeod with a V. Where's the V? I'll never tell. <laughs> and I am just a group of ambient chickens. My name is Melissa Huggins. <laughs> and on this episode, we watched, from 1971, Dig Your Grave, Friend, Sabata's Coming. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. It's Dig Your Grave, Friend, Sabata is Coming. This was directed by Juan Bosch and starred Richard Harrison, Fernando Sancho, Raf Baldessare. Sabata. It's the Sabata at home. The dollar store Sabata. <laughs> when you can't get Lee Van Cleve, you know, we, we have Sabata at home. Exactly. Sabata at home. It's the discount uh, bread shelf at the grocery store. It's it's slightly past its due date, uh, but they can't really sell it at full price anymore, but it's still kind of good. Uh, also, I will take the blame. I will uh, throw myself to, to the wolves for this one as I had chosen this movie without realizing that it is almost impossible to watch. I mean, if, if you all knew what I went through <laughs> to find the DVD of this movie... And it wasn't even listed correctly. I, no. <laughs> I, I think this just goes to show that this movie was not meant to be watched. This was meant to be forgotten. If if you too would like to watch this movie just to suffer, um, <laughs> you can get it in a DVD four pack. And it's labeled instead of dig your grave friend. It's just dig your grave. Sabata is coming. <laughs> Available for 10 bucks. Yep. 10 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. So we will uh, be sure to review the other three movies on this four pack because <laughs> we have them now. But uh, <laughs> We'll get our yeah. money's worth. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, so it was a bit of an odyssey. Yep. Um, so we'll try to be a little more thorough in, in uh, what happened as best we can because Odds are you probably won't be able to watch this, so I am I am sorry for that. And Amy, before you tell us what happened this here picture show, I want to relate one thing that I found in the uh, IMDb page for this movie, and that is they misspelled McGowan's the our protagonist's name. Well, they, yeah, as I mentioned in uh, introducing myself in this podcast, mm -hmm. we see the the McGowan family cemetery with the McGowan's name spelled wrong there's a v in there yes. you want to know how badly yeah, it's misspelled in the imdb <laughs> how bad it's so they spell it right the first time steve mcgowan m-c-g-o-w-a-m and and then it's spelled m-d-g-o-w-a-n i just don't oh, think they care no <laughs> i know this is like the the little movie that nobody loved well, and, I'll, and on, on that note, a, for that. <laughs> tell us what happened in this here picture show. As best as my little <laughs> fragmented memory can. Because again, hard for me to uh, uh, make a good summary when there is, uh, it's difficult to reference this film. Currently, the DVD is en route to my home <laughs> so that I can yes. rewatch it. Uh, but here we go. So we begin with our protagonist, Steve McGowan. Again, with a V. Where's the V? I'll never tell. <laughs> He's a Confederate soldier returning after the Civil War, Boo. only to discover that his father has been moited, moited. by the evil Miller and his henchmen. So uh, he does what any Western protagonist might do in such a situation. He goes on a vengeful, murderous rampage, 
killing several of Miller's associates while they attend a ballroom dance lesson. <laughs> because of this, I mean, really, like, murder is one thing, but, like, interrupting a dance lesson, it's another thing entirely. Uh, he's it's eventually weird. captured and jailed for these crimes, where he meets up with an old adversary, Leon Pompero, who was a bandit uh, earlier in the film who had robbed the stagecoach that uh, old Steve McGowan was on. Uh, they're both slated to hang, but they end up working together to escape said fate, and they steal a, um, a, a stagecoach to, to get away. Uh, they, take a, they take a beat... Uh, in, enjoying the fact that they have a little bit of freedom at the moment, and then they realize there's a lady in that stagecoach. Then, it, and it's not just any lady; it's Miller's fiance. And here's where I have my first point of questioning about the movie: What do you guys have as the fiance's name? Because I heard something and wrote it down, but what did you guys hear? Ooh, I don't think I wrote her name down. Oh dear. I was so direct, distracted by the boobs on that saloon girl. <laughs> Just, oh, I forgot about the booby saloon girl. Oh, God. That's right, listeners. For a moment, the entire screen is filled with titties. Just, Just boobs. boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this woman is stacked, shall we say. That wasn't Helen, was so, it? Well, here's the thing. IMDB says that her name is Helen. However, I heard a different name, and I'm backed up by one of the reviews on IMDb. I heard them call her Violence. Right. Well, there there was also, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it. I think there was an issue with the sound. Oh, yeah, well, I guess we should say that. The DVD that we watched, and we'll link it, I guess, if you want to buy it. Um, there were a few times when it would dip into Italian, which, you know, hey, if, if you know English and Italian, great. You... you seamless but uh you, we missed some things i mean her name might be like that one movie i think it was they call me alleluia where one minute like the version i watch uh the the undubbed version the the spider's name was tom but like in the other in the in the in the dubbed version it was something else yeah yeah but i swear they called her like violencia or vi like violence like like they, i thought she was gonna say her name was violet but it kept going and one of the reviews were like they they thought it was just great that the main female character's name was violence and everybody just kind of acted like that was a normal name and i'm i'm gonna go with that uh imdb marks like her as it. helen so i think they probably only said her name the one time and it was probably in the the period in which the movie had switched into italian for us are you a little violence are you frightened it's only entertainment um i'll continue calling her helen for now um so she obviously wants to be taken back home like she's been kidnapped by bandits uh, accidentally um so instead of leaving her on the side of the road so that their pursuers can like pick her up and take her back. They're like, well, I guess we got to take her with us now. Uh, do we, so, do we have to? And I mean, this goes on for a while. Uh, it, it's uh, implied to be quite some time because they end up selling their horses off like bit by bit to support Helen's very specific type of lifestyle that she's used to. They're staying in, like, fancy hotels, drinking champagne, eating way too much caviar. Why is there so much caviar available in the West? You can't just walk <laughs> into any general store and say, hey, give me 
Give me ten Bordeaux. <laughs> and, and how many and pounds of and caviar? A, and, a, and a case of champagne. And a case of champagne. We'd like to buy a few things. A few pounds of caviar. About ten Bordeaux. Uh, some salmon. And champagne. The best, naturally. Next time I go to the liquor store, I'll be like, ten Bordeaux, please. Um, so they obviously eat through the horse money pretty fast. So that be- starts to be an issue. While all of their cavorting is going on, Miller wants McGowan and Pompero dead. And to a lesser extent, he would like his fiance back. So he hires the cutthroat Sabata. You are referring to the famous Sabata? To hunt them down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not saying it. I'm saying it the way they say it in the movie because how dare they? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So Sabata tracks them down. He captures them, takes them back to Miller's mansion. Helen, who's now in love with McGowan from all of their cavorting around, helps them Which to why? escape. Yeah, it, it was. Girl, why? Yeah, it was like, he's like, I'm going to leave you in the desert to die. And then she's like, oh, no, I love you now. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Pretty, pretty quick romance there. But she loves him now, helps him escape. Uh, they trick uh, Sabata into shooting his own henchman, which was pretty fun. It was pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to do like a trick shot in a mirror, and they dress up some guys to look like them, so he ends up shooting his own dudes instead of uh, um, Steve and Leon, or McGowan and uh, Pompero. Steve and Leon. <laughs> I did enjoy the one scene with Helen just going, Steve! 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 (laughs) Don't leave me in the desert to die. Uh, So then we have the final shootout. Uh, Our boys are victorious over Sabata and uh, Miller. And then McGowan, Pompero, and Helen ride off. At least that's... I couldn't quite recall the ending, but I'm pretty sure they all ride off together at the end. Yeah, they go to Mexico, they're on the wagon, and then the and you think that Pompero has died because he had that gut shot. Oh, that's right. And they pull the thing off and him and his wife and his like dozens of children are in the back of the wagon. Yes. With uh, she, and, and, and Mel's not kidding. It's literally dozens of children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's so many children. This, this, yeah, and it, <laughs> this man I'm, is part uh, rabbit. Yeah, he's got a like lot if, of kids. like if if this woman birthed all these children, they're just walking out. Like it's, she's it's so met. She's got Michelle Duggar beat. Like I don't think you know. she's ever not been pregnant. <laughs> Correct. I- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little things here and there. I forgot about Pompero and his million children. I forgot about uh, Boobs McGee at the tavern. How could you and, forget um, about Boobs McGee? But yeah, I mean, overall, I. For a B Western, I had a pretty good time. I, I gotta say, I think the only reason I had a good time is because I was watching it with you two. I th- if I was yes. watching this by myself, I would have been miserable. Yeah, uh, the like uh, when you're when you're stepping into like B or low budget film territory, I feel like they're best enjoyed with a yeah. friend. And I think this was a C Western. Yeah. Like, no, this is <laughs> this is definitely like I think. Two things hurt it. One, it just, you know, when you when you come from Lee Van Cleef to this, and even even I would say um, 
um, oh God, King and I, what's his name? Yul Brenner to mm-hmm. this. Like it's it's a definite downgrade. Hundred percent. But also, like Sabata is the good bad guy, right? Yeah. Where he's he's not a villain. He doesn't die. And to sort of have the name Sabata or Sabata be used for a guy who is a jerk who isn't that cool. Decidedly not. It's like it's like this is not this is not what I want in a Sabata movie. Like Yeah. You know, like Sabata should live. Like what I almost wanted to happen was for like what would have turned it for me and made me like I think enjoy it. Um, or like really enjoyed it. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> like if, if he had had a turn where he, you know, he's a hired gun, he gets hired to track these guys down because like Miller hires him to track, uh, down these two guys that have essentially kidnapped his fiance and whatnot. And if he'd been like, you know what? This guy Miller's an asshole. Eh, I'm going to help the kids out. Let's yeah. do that. That, I think, would have been a lot more fun and more in keeping with the character. I thought it was going to go that way when he was uh, what we assume was uh, renegotiating money out of Miller. It was in Italian, mm-hmm. but context clues. It was like, oh, he's extorting money out of him. And I was like, ah, I thought he was going to just, like, get his money out of this guy and then, like, skip town. And that would have been that would have been a cooler Sabata. Yes. Can we talk about Miller's mustache? That's the elephant in the room here is Miller's mustache. I think if you, if I recall. You mean, you mean the caterpillar in the room? Yeah. Uh, the caterpillar on in the man's face. I believe it moved around from scene to scene. And it was it laser and, straight. And sometimes it was like slightly bigger. Sometimes it was slightly smaller. It depended on how they stenciled it I on. I guess that it was morning. his mood that day. It's like a mood ring, but for your face. <laughs> They're like, we could take a picture every day and, and make sure we have it in the right place. But, you know, it takes a while. There's not a one hour photo around here, and we're going to film this thing this weekend. <laughs> so no, we, we have, have to, to film it this, this afternoon, afternoon. <laughs> in like a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, that is probably one of the, that's one of the worst fake mustaches I've seen in a movie that I don't think wants you to pay attention to the fake mustache, you know? No. Because I'm like, you it, got your Groucho Marx, clearly a fake mustache, but that's like part of his thing. Like right. He's, he, that's an earnest fake mustache. He also puts effort into it. <laughs> yeah, it this looks like, the same No effort. <laughs> Like with Groucho Marx, you know it's a false mustache, but you also and I and tell me this: How long did it take you to realize it wasn't pasted on that it was grease paint? Like, like you really like you know it's fake, but you're like, oh, like that's just like he's just stuck on a big bushy mustache. And then when you really look at it, yeah. you're like, wait a second, that's grease paint. This was like immediately. Like, oh, <laughs> this is drawn a fake on. fucking mustache. The big... Yeah, it's like, did he have a bowl of fake eyelashes for breakfast and he got some <laughs> stuck there? Like, I'm telling you, they had a stencil and they went doop 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 with the makeup brush and just tapped it on. And some days it was centered, and some days it wasn't. But it was wasn't. always yeah. straight, just like an even. Like the, maybe they used like a, like a piece of paper as like the base for it. <laughs> <laughs> like how my mother used to cut my bangs when I was like, a child. Get the exactly. ruler out. Yep, that'll do. 
piece of tape across my forehead holding my bangs down and then cut along the bottom so they were razor straight. <laughs> it was the 90s. But, but I don't think you're supposed to do that with a mustache. I don't have a mustache. No. That's not how Ben cuts his mustache. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I wouldn't let him. <laughs> I'm, hold up. I'm going to call Ben right now. <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to hear the alternate titles for uh, Dig Your Grave Friend, Sabata is Coming? Yes. Yes, please. That was also actually the, apparently the original title in, in Italian. But it was released in German as Zwei Alleluia for den Teufel. Sorry if I'm butchering the German language. Zwei Halleluja für den Teufel. Uh, which translates to Two Hallelujahs for the Devil. I kind of... That's an awesome like title, that. by the way. I like that better. I know. And it's way better than the actual movie. Yeah. I think the only reason, like, like they called him Sabata, right? You know, <laughs> yes. Sabata. I almost half wonder if, like, they just decided that late in the game. Like, oh, let we, you know, he's all in black. He's supposed to be a cool mercenary guy. Well, there's a character called Sabata yeah. that's kind of like the, this. Maybe we'll make some money. That off movie's of. hot, and yeah, mm, I yeah. think that's exactly what happened. Is like Sabata was a, a pretty hot film, and I think you see that like Django is another one mm-hmm. where that movie did really well. And then there's like a million Django movies that are not related. Ringo, Ringo as well. Ringo. I think there's like a bunch um, of Ringos. Yeah. Sartana to a, a, an extent. Sabata mm-hmm. had its copycats, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, their version of Sabata, the Sabata, which I did find the trailers for this movie on on YouTube, and they do say Sabata in the trailer, so at least they're consistent. Yet another killer, the terrible Sabata. Yep. So uh, maybe that was their way around, like, uh, oh, this isn't this isn't copy. This is our original character. <laughs> this is my OC. Don't steal. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. My- <laughs> Please don't steal. What it's like is it's like someone only like ever saw a script i was like oh that's kind of a cool name but they never heard sabata said out loud <laughs> yeah so they've just called him sabata and by the time they were done that's just what it Either was that yeah or they they knew that they were risking the copyright be like by the time we make our money they'll go to our we'll, we'll just list a fake address for our studio and yeah. they'll never get yeah. us yeah, it definitely screams to me of the uh, of um, I think it's a Mel. I'm I'm siding with Mel's scenario where, <laughs> um, and, and maybe it was a thing where like whoever was producing the film or putting the money up for it kept saying Sabata, and everyone was like too afraid to correct them. Mm-hmm. A, a good example is like if you read like a fantasy novel that has some like funky names mm-hmm. in there, and like you know you're reading it, you're gonna pronounce it however your brain wants to pronounce it then the movie comes out and you're like what yeah (laughs) that's not at all how i said that (laughs) i will say this kids if anyone out there makes fun of you for mispronouncing something all that says about you is you are very well read because you've only read the word and never heard it Mm -hmm. pronounced so if anyone makes fun of you tell them to eat there there you go (laughs) tell them advice from the cow (laughs) tell them sabbath is coming yeah, tell yes. them to dig their fra- grave, friend, now, because Sabbath is coming, and he's got two alleluias for the devil. Now in fr- <laughs> now in French, this movie was called Sur la tombe de Sabata. Sur la tombe de Sabata. On Sa- Sabata's grave. 
on Sabata's grave. I like it. And see, that's a cool name. That would be cool, like for the the sequel to this one. If if like, oh, he's not actually dead. Like, oh. And oh, now, no. for the most spaghetti western of titles, there's an alternate title in Italian, and that one Ooh. is Sejia Cadavere Amigo Te Cerca Garingo. Sejia Cadavere Amigo Ti Cerca Garingo. You're already a corpse, amigo. Garingo is looking for you. Which I like that. I, that's my favorite. Delicious. That's my favorite. There's like it's it's hard to beat some of the classics. <laughs> like if you meet Sartana, pray for your death. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's uh, so good. But yeah, to me, I'm like, man, we we missed the. I would have loved to have been around to uh, to brainstorm some spaghetti western titles back then. The other thing, while we're like, I guess we're looking at this for like a very far out uh, perspective, mm-hmm. this movie, I want to talk about briefly about the movie poster that features for IMDb. Oh, that means that's nothing to do with the movie. Which uh, Steve McGowan, I guess our protagonist, features on the movie poster. Doesn't look anything like Richard Harrison. No. No. He looks more like, I think, I think Mel, when you were, when I showed it to you, you said it looked like Lee Marvin. It does look like Lee Marvin. <laughs> It looks like Lee Marvin when he's all dressed up and Cat Baloo is... Uh, Kid Shalene. Kid Shalene, yeah. And meanwhile, you have Fernando Sancho in the background who looks just like he's getting ready to sneeze. He's just round. <laughs> Drowsy. He's just round. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like, terrible. What is happening? Yeah, he looks yeah. like he's got out of bed after having the flu. <laughs> well, it's like they're trying to make it look like Sabata is the main character in this. And no... No, he's not. He's not at all. It's it's Richard Harrison, who I wanted to like, and I wanted to be a himbo, but was just a jerk. And who stars in, uh, let's see, he known for being Ninja Master Gordon in Ninja Dragon from 1986. Okay, we got to watch Ninja Dragon, first of all. And also adi- yes. as additional zombie in Nudist Colony of the Dead of 1991. You know what? It was a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge the man. <laughs> yeah. I bet he made some cash. <laughs> you do what you got to do, sir. He's free that weekend. And he's like, why the hell not? <laughs> uh, would you like to hear the one bit of trivia from the IMDb on this that I also noticed as I was watching this film and I think is important? Tell us. Yes. Um, so Richard Harrison appears in four bare chest scenes, including a bondage scene. Raph Balasare appears in two bare chest scenes, including... A bathtub scene and also so there's one vote for that piece of trivia being helpful and then one vote for it not being helpful <laughs> but i would like to change that to two helpful votes. i i will also say this continues the canon that all cowboys love a bubble bath exactly yeah yeah we saw sabata in that bubble bath like mm-hmm. he was enjoying the finer I mean, things and i will say uh, Rafe Baldessare did his did his level best with what he had. I don't think he was the worst part of this. No, movie. not at all, not at all. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I felt like he was definitely trying to leave Anne Cleef it up. Like he was oh, going yeah. for it hard, but you know, it's hard to beat beat the Cleef <laughs> at his <laughs> own game. Can't beat the Cleef. I will. I will say what I did, like. Again, like we're we're shitting on this movie a bit, but I I didn't find it completely terrible. No, no. It was watchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like one of the things I really liked was there were some great one-liners in this. 
Did you write any down? I wrote a few down. Tell us. I had, okay, good for nothing with a lot of sass. And not good for nothings with a lot of sass. Nice. That happened in the carriage. And then I I think I heard this right. I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) This is my woman, also my (laughs) mother-in-law, which was Fernando Sancho talking about, Right. I think was his wife. That had to be a mistranslation, but I wrote that one down. Yeah. What are you betting? My woman, also my mother-in-law. Yeah. Go ahead, friend. You might win two fine ladies. Oh. Um, you may have your ass beaten. Well, you may have your ass beaten. Yes. Your tears bore. I came to dance. I came to dance. Yes, I forgot about that. Was amazing when he was interrupting the ballroom dance. Like, what are you? What are you doing? I came to dance. That was. That was <laughs> That was pretty. So that was good. pretty rad. I think. I think this is Sab- Sabata says this. It's his whole speech about like you ever try to catch a spider. You ever watch a spider? You weave a web and then you wait till the flies trap themselves. I think that comes from Sabata. Yes. I think. Um, <laughs> and then I also loved when they were harassing the one little old guy. Now listen, I don't really want to hurt you, so don't reach for that rifle again, or I'll have to send you to that old general store in the sky. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Just like there were some great one-liners happening. I remember the spider one because there were some definite audio issues in that you yes. could tell that the English dub, the the voiceover actors were doing trying their absolute hardest to line up the script <laughs> with <laughs> the mouth movements which led yep. to some very odd <laughs> cuts. Well, I think I think what they did instead of just re-recording the speaking is they also were like we're going to do our own foley work and our own soundtrack 100%. because it was so stark when it would switch from the English dub to what I'm assuming is the original Italian the soundtrack would change mm-hmm. I wish we had that soundtrack cuz that soundtrack was so much oh, yeah. better Yes um and the sound it, effects. It was like like the sound effects got better. Like my favorite was the one fight that had no fight sounds. It, it was just dudes going. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. There was no like punching noises. There was no like none of that. Nothing. Like, like, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about the Foley artist work because it ranged from men trying to move heavy furniture. Or weirdly sexual. Yeah. Yeah. It was suggestive. And it's like you're watching like a brutal fist fight and all you're getting is. There's not even like clothes rustling, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seemed like they were, they had to redo all the sound. Like they got all the sound as one flat track. So they couldn't save anything. And had to redo it all. And yeah. the uh, and that's not just limited to the to the to the to the to the fights. The sound of horses or men walking down like floors <laughs> ra- again ranged from like Monty Python coconuts to like just like somebody bang- yeah doing like <laughs> it's yeah. banging on a desk on a desk. It was so cheap. <laughs> This movie is so terrible, but as Mel pointed out, it is still fun because it is ridiculous. 
Yeah, like it crosses it. Like it got to a point where I just stopped taking notes because I was like, "This is just oh nonsense. yeah, just throw that away. Turn your brain off." Um, and I'm half, I'm halfway guessing what's <laughs> happening. Um. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, we're quality. It is definitely one of the poorer quality films we've seen. I think it's on par with maybe uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. I would say it's more Ringo's Big Night. Remember that one we watched? I think it was Klaus Kinski, maybe. And he, like, escapes from the prison. Right. And, and he's got to make it back in one night. The broken arm isn't really broken or whatever it is. I'd kind of put it on par with that mm-hmm. one. Like, it's a bit above Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. Like they maybe had, like, $2 instead of $0.05. Cents. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and, and I will, to its credit... I believe that this film knew what it, it, it acts its budget. Oh, yes. Which helps a lot. Like, it knows that they had $2 to rub together. And to me, like, the scenes with uh, McGowan and Pompero, like, I thought they had great chemistry. And they were, like, I was like, I would watch films of them going on adventures. Honestly, the only thing that in the story that really bothered me was the violence against the girl. Yeah. yeah. Ellen violencia whatever her name was like mostly just the like at one point she they they just are like these these goons are gonna rape her and that's kind of upsetting and i also don't like um that she has absolutely no character development and the and the spanking scene yeah i could do without that that was otherwise otherwise i'm like oh there's a boobs mcgee in the tavern okay whatever um they've kidnapped this girl that to me kind of makes sense i would have liked her i would have liked to have seen um helen being more of like the third wheel buddy cop to the two to the two to steve and uh pompero yeah but that's like the one issue i have with the story is is sort of her character is a bit of a black hole and could have been way more interesting and I didn't like the spanking scene. Yeah, like, I feel like they, they really misused... Because there were a few scenes I really liked of her. Like, the one point, she, they're getting the carriage out of a pothole. And she just, like, goes off with it. Like, because she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going I'm to get out of here. And she, like, tries to hold him up at one point. So it's like, I enjoyed the scenes of her trying to get away. And we hear about them living it up in these nice hotels and things. And I was like, that would have been a fun way to kind of show, like, her... I get growing closer to them and being like, these guys are all right. Look, we're like partying together, you know? And like, I also get why she doesn't want to marry Miller because not beyond his drawn on caterpillar of a mustache, like (laughs) magic marker mustache, (laughs) Steve McGowan, rich played by Richard Harrison. While he is no Hank Tracy. (laughs) Yeah. He's a much better looking fellow. Head, Head. Yes. Like, oh, that is an eight-pack right there. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, he's not quite a himbo. But no. I wanted him to be more of a himbo. He could have been. He, he... I, I, Leon was more of a himbo. <laughs> oh. Leon was great. Yeah. I think he was my favorite part of this movie. He was very... like I like... Because we've seen that actor before, and he's he usually plays the bad guy. I think he was the bad guy in A Pistol for Ringo, if I'm not mistaken. Um. But I'm sure we've seen him. I I feel like I'm sure we've seen him in other movies. 
And it was very fun to see him in like a uh, like a good guy role. Like I know he's still a bandit, but like he's on the side of our our, our hero here, and he was a very charming bandit. Like they hold up the stagecoach, and like it's not a super violent robbery, and they end up uh, he beats a guy at strip poker, <laughs> which like it was just very funny. Like it was, they're funny bandits. I think I think also the great part about that robbery scene is like they're robbed by small children. Yes. <laughs> like, it's probably his kids. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah. And I also like that like he's friends with the one saloon lady. Yeah. Who is just amazing. Um, smoking a cigar. Yeah, like I would have loved to see more of the saloon lady. Um mm-hmm. I mean I guess we didn't need to see it, but I was like I, I liked I like seeing these interesting so- characters. I will, I will, for clarity, the saloon lady with a cigar is different than Boobs McGee, who is the other saloon and, lady. And yeah. who doesn't have <laughs> any lines, to my knowledge. But I don't think she needed any, because she very clearly conveyed what she wanted and was very disappointed when they, when she and Steve were interrupted. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl can go after what she wants. Mm-hmm. She, look, she, she's, she saw what was on the menu and she said, I'll be having that, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the kitchen just filled up with fist fights. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Pretty you much. know, and then she was very upset that then Steve, he, he, Steve apologized. He's like, I'm sorry. He, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Silent fist fights with just a lot of grunting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the, the story is is good it's it's a great premise um I, I definitely think they could have done more with it and i liked uh the chemistry there um but yeah it was just kind of like helen's character was weak um sabata could have been better uh either make him more scary or make him more of an agent of chaos mm-hmm. or make him smarter like I like I wanted him like Lee Van Cleef's Sabata is so smart. Like he gets into trouble and he sometimes gets tricked, right? But he always outsmart like he's always a step ahead. He's always able to outsmart them in the end. And this this Sabata <laughs> couldn't do that. No. Like I was so like with the mirror trick. I'm like, oh, you're just showboating. Yeah. Like this isn't. He was cool a clown because because you're not supposed to, you know, you're you're not supposed to be fooled by this. Yeah, and I was like, they did the mirror trick. So basically, Sabata is shooting people by looking in a mirror because he's like, I'm so cool. Which I'm like, did they see Sabata? Because in the movie Sabata, there are two scenes involving mirrors. Um, but it mm-hmm. was never Lee Van Cleef showboating. Mm-hmm. One of them, he uses a mirror to make it seem like he is somewhere that he's not, so he doesn't get shot. And the other one, he uses it to look behind him. That one, he does look, he looks behind him to shoot the guy, but like, not to show off, to like, not die. You know? He pretends like, to be he's a painting. using things. Yeah, like when he pretends to be a painting. But yeah, it's just like... And this guy's just like, yeah, look what I can do. I'm super cool. And it's like, you weren't using it to be smart. You were using it to look cool. And that's not what makes it cool. And that's what, ma- that, and that's what <laughs> makes you. That's why he's Sabra and not Sabata. 
He hasn't earned yeah. the correct uh, emphasis on the right syllable. Sabeta. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, look, we still had fun watching it. it it's got the great one-liners. Um, it was really annoying. I'm still annoyed with Helen just falling in love with Steve for no good reason. Yeah, no yeah. no reason. Zero. Zero, <laughs> zero reasons. Yeah. yeah it, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're... If you're really pressed to see it, 10 bucks on there Amazon. You go. Yeah. You'll get the DVD with three other movies. Be sure to watch it with friends. Yes, with a little bit of wine. If you like um, kind of B movies, if you like kind of bad movies, um, this is a, a good bad movie, I would say. Yeah. Really good. Like it, I had fun. It's, it's so cheap. I'm pretty sure that Craft Services was just somebody's mom making dinner. Oh, yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Wholeheartedly, I will say, pretty horses. There were some pretty horses. They were all the horses were. I'm pretty. pretty sure they probably borrowed those after hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> did have some bad hats though. There's, oh my god, they all the had the same hat. So all, except Sabata, they all had the same yeah. hat. And and stupid and and Steve had the had the thing that I hate, which is the little tiny Jesse from Toy Story flat cap. With a chin strap, like cinched right up under his chin. Yeah, that I hate that. that thing was on there for dear life. That hat ain't coming off. <laughs> no, because it was too small for it his was head. hat too small. It was which speaking of hat too small, uh, and mustache too straight. Do we want to do costumes? Sure. Yeah. I so I did my level best to figure out who the designer was for this. Those costumes were stolen. Yeah, I, IMDb doesn't list anyone um, as credited as being as costumes. Um, so, but like there are three makeup artists. Uh. <laughs> they guess they got to three people to wrangle right. that mustache. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think probably two of them, one person for the mustache and the other two just to do uh, Helen's hair and makeup because she looked great. All her costumes, she looked great. I, you know, in terms of like when we've seen spaghettis and like women's outfits, it was pretty standard. But I would say they did a nice job on them. Everyone else looked uh, sweaty and uncomfortable, which I don't think that was makeup. I think they were genuinely sweaty and uncomfortable. I mean, it was they were in Italy and or Spain, <laughs> so it's warm. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> um, which in the West, yeah, makes sense to me. Um, I would say nothing to write home about. Standard spaghetti costumes. <laughs> you know, hats were heinous. <laughs> heinous. I hated them. Um, and, yeah, that mustache was awful. Like, I, I don't know. Did anything really stand out to you guys? No, just, the, just the, the fact that almost all the hats were the same. Like, they've got a deal on yeah. them. Yeah. And, like, Sabata, he looked cool. No. Nope. He stood out. Oh, Sabata, yeah. I feel like he stood out. I liked, I think, his I remember the most. I feel like Steve, it was mostly like, he looks like he's getting ready to make his thirst trap TikTok Steve, half the time. They were trying to get him naked as much as they possibly could. Every five minutes, that man had his shirt off. Yeah, I was like, was that the actor's choice? Where he's like, look, <laughs> I got to show off these goods. Because otherwise, he was dressed like a, like a car mechanic just off of work. Like yeah. he's 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 oh, going yeah. to the local dive just to 
throw back a couple and then hit the, hit, hit the road. Half these people just were wearing the clothes that they woke up in that morning. Oh, yeah. Just throw a vest on. Yeah. Um, but, like, his little Confederate <laughs> uniform in the beginning, I think, was just a gray suit that they stuck some bars yep. on. Oh, yeah. Um, no shirt. Just a jacket. <laughs> uh, also, why are they always Confederates? What is that? Why are they always Confederates? Is it because they were the losers? I think it it could be a thing where it's like, oh, they're the rebels. So, like, you're a rebel. I'm trying to think back in the 70s, like, why that would have been. Whereas, like, oh, if you're Union, you're like a goody two-shoes, you know, like, oh, no, I'm a rebel. Or Or it's like, hey, they're in the South. Like, if they're going to Texas, then then you're coming back home. That makes sense. Because if you're a Union Army, Uh you're probably going home to, I'm going to say, Illinois. Which is not exactly Old West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home to the Old West in uh, Erie, Ohio. Pen- Erie, Pennsylvania. Although when you do come to the end of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, uh, the sign does say, uh, to Ohio and the West. Oh. <laughs> so Ohio is separate from the West. <laughs> yes. It's Ohio and the West. Big, huge sign. Nice. <laughs> it's its own separate realm. It's a fascinating place, Ohio. Many speak of it. It's hard to escape from. It's like the Fey realm. <laughs> Which has it? How's it yeah. treating you, eh? I'm still trapped in the Fey realm, <laughs> under the thrall of Terence Hill. But <laughs> one day, one day I'll be free. <laughs> we'll find. We'll I think Terence Hill is still alive. I, I want to try and get his autograph. <laughs> I'd love to get him on this show. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, Probably not. He'd listen to me complain about his movie, and then I'd feel like a terrible person. Yeah, he'd be like, it's my like name how... is Nobody was a triumph and my favorite <laughs> film I've ever worked on, and I am offended. I would really like to get like a movie of his that's good and then have him on, and I, I would hope to God he'd say, like, oh, God, my name is Nobody. What a, what a, what a monstrous <laughs> mistake. I mean, it's, it's up there with, like, I can never meet Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah, because if we did, I'd be like, I'd have my phone out and be like, Mm. <laughs> I'd like you to hear some things, sir. It's me cursing him. Yes. So, He'd be like, I deserve it. It's fine. So Terrence Hill, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Oh my How God. shocking would that? We're going to get two new one-star reviews now. <laughs> Ter- Terrence Hill. Terrence Hill and Kenneth Branagh. Garbage podcast. Yeah. I loved My Name is Nobody. Yeah. Which is fine. Look, and just everybody out there, if we just do- if we don't like something... And you love it. That's awesome. Like you should like mm-hmm. what you like. Don't. We're just three schmucks. But we are. We have been wrong, as we saw with Badland. That movie is so. Yes. That, that like shook me to my core. How wrong we were about <laughs> oh Badland. Like in my head, I'm like, I gotta go back and watch some of these other movies because like, how could I like? Made me like question my memories for a lot of things. Yeah. I'm like, how wrong am I about so many other things if I'm so wrong about this? We just had to watch a whole bunch of movies. Like, I thought briefly about the same thing about like Blood Rain Two Deliverance, and then I realized that like there's the 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 dick joke at the end. I'm like, this is garbage. I was so ready to hate Badland. Like, I was ready. I was prepared, and then I was like, I I wasn't prepared to like this. <laughs> I was like, my my stomach sank when you were like, I didn't hate it. I was like, what? How? How? What, what did happened? we do? So that I think has made <laughs> us. Melissa has horrible taste. That's that. It, yeah, it's made us. I think. I think what it is is having watched more movies 
it at least has calibrated my brain to watch films for what they are instead of like, because I'm like, we're watching a lot of movies and not every single movie is going to be this like theatrical release, like winning all these awards, big names. And it's like, sometimes the movies have a small budget and they're going to work within it. And yeah, it's not going to be like amazing in every aspect, but it can still be good and fun mm-hmm. for what it is. That's like, I mean, that's like this one that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not great art. <laughs> Far from it. I mean, I enjoyed watching it with you two. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some things where I'm like, I wouldn't watch this again because I didn't like XYZ yeah. things. But that's not because it was low budget. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and and every so often slipping into Italian. Right. Yeah. Like, I kind of enjoy that. I think that happened with Sabata the Killer, except it was German. And it kept slipping <laughs> this into. so confusing. And I don't think... Yeah. I'm like, I, uh, I think this is what it is. And I don't think I'll be watching this again. And it's for two principal reasons. Uh, the first one is like, it's, uh, it, I mean, maybe I'd watch it again under the right circumstance with a group of friends. But the second reason uh, that I won't watch it again is because it's forbidden. And I'll be surprised if we ever see a copy of this anywhere ever again. Like this movie's a secret. I'm not even sure we actually watched it. Yeah. The f- I, I cannot believe I yeah. found it. It took me, like, I went to a lot of grad school, so I can research shit, okay? I w- <laughs> My Google skills are on point. Yeah. I It took me, like, an hour, two hours of Googling and searching to find this movie. Right. Um, and it... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think this exists. I don't think this exists. I know. And I'm like, oh, my God. How have I done this? I'm still on the hunt for that carol channing clint eastwood movie i'm gonna find yeah it. and like there's a couple of like youtube channels that you can find a lot of these like z-budget westerns mm-hmm. on because like no one's gonna sue over the copyright over for like you know dig your grave friend sabat is gonna come and kick your ass no what will happen is sabato will show right up yeah at your house and be like hey yeah. take it down he'll be your pallbearer and he's then he's gonna take his shirt <laughs> off and it's gonna get real weird and uncomfortable yeah and you're gonna be like, be like please uh... get out <laughs> I'm going to call the police. <laughs> I'll distract you with a bubble bath. Uh, I'll get out of my tub. And a very nice parasol. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot the parasol. That was one thing I loved is he had a parasol yes. at one point. Sabata had a parasol. And I was like, that is correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to make a compilation of all the cowboys with beautiful parasols. Mm-hmm. It's canon. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, parasols, and bubble baths. Uh, yeah. Shall we talk about the saloon? Yeah! <laughs> Was there a saloon? Briefly? Uh, What the lady owned with the cigar. That's right. We've saw it very briefly, and and the fact that you can't remember it means one of two things. Either it wasn't a memorable bar, which I think it was. like It's a lot of grays. It's like the millennial gray of of saloons. Or maybe this movie never existed. Like (laughs) the package that you're going to get, Amy, from Mel, you're going to open it up, and there's going to be nothing in it. It'll be empty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna go to record this episode, and it's just like an hour gonna... of silence from each of you. <laughs> you're you're gonna open the package, just gonna be like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. We'll we'll post the podcast, and like people will be like, what are you talking about? This movie never existed. There's no IMDb yeah. page. There's nothing. <laughs> Is this movie an SCP that escaped? <laughs> and we're gonna be like, 
damaged. We're going to wake up in the movie. Oh, no. No, no thank you. No, thank you. Ooh, which character would you least want to be? Oh. Pompero. Because he has poop. He has butt problems. No, he did have butt problems. Well, he okay, claimed that. No, those were those that those were trick butt problems. Because <laughs> yeah. the way he escapes is by saying he has to poop. Honest, I really have to go. Very badly. And I thought we were gonna have to reset it, but no, that is actually like you want to escape. Be like, man, listen, I gotta poop. Like, and if you don't let me go, uh, it's gonna be bad. You know. And he was like, he's like, look, I'll go right now. I will poop my pants yeah. if you don't and, let me go. And then I'll make it your problem. And we're about to be on the road in the hot sun for like three days. Do you want to be around that stink? That's how you get away. Yeah. It was correct. <laughs> he made good choices. Yeah, that was a smart move. <laughs> Very smart move. Because either I'll be walking um, around with shit in my pants or I'll be wearing no pants. Which do you think is worse? <laughs> Which would you hate more? <laughs> um, but back to the saloon, I think while we didn't get to see much of it, I mean, it was, a, if they're fully working, it would have been better. It was a rad fist fight. Yeah, it would have um, been a cool fist fight. But mostly I just would want to hang out with the owner of the saloon, that lady with the oh, cigar. Yeah. She seemed awesome. Like, she was cool as heck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mostly from the saloon, we just saw like a room for rent that you could, you know, you know a room to let. So that's yeah. the yeah. limit of it. And then an entire uh, frame of just boobs. <laughs> just an entire frame of tatas. It, yeah. It was. It was like, oh, 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 oh that's a lot of mm-hmm. boobs, and we're lingering on the boobs. Okay. Imagine seeing that in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that most of the demographic for this movie was probably thirteen-year-old yep. boys. Thirteen to eighteen. <laughs> I will say this use of boobs was better than coin down the boobs in War Wagon. <laughs> yeah, this was a. This was more of a like the lady was just like putting it out there like hey yeah i want this like, you hey. in <laughs> like, right as you know like you got you i got these what do you as think as opposed yeah. to uh, uh um kirk douglas and his tit blindness oh is this a piggy bank <laughs> all right <Yeah>. sweet <laughs> how do i pay for the tequila oh there's a slot right yeah here. we put that there what do i Just win punch in the <laughs> nose kicking yeah. the, kick the nards what about the face he happens to be a sweet looking dude the grimacing man. Is it what I have written down, which is the dead guy shot by Seba- yes. Sabata at the end? Yes. <laughs> so they like zoom in on his face and he's like. <laughs> that was my face too. Yes. It was great. Excellent. It was the best face in the whole movie. It I might was. make that the new, our, our new icon for the show. How <laughs> punchers. Yeah, not much face. It was a mercifully short movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty quick movie. 85 minutes. I did check the time a couple of couple of times watching this. I was yeah. like, uh, is it over yet? I did too. It drags a and, little in the middle. Yeah. Uh, did we have a coot? After all, he's not a bad old coot. I think we had a couple. Yes. Okay. We had two. At least I have two. I have two. Have I have two. I've got the, uh, the coot from the stagecoach who loses strip poker. Oh, right. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to pay for the, that. Uh, and then the general store coot. I have the general store coot, and I also have the telegraph coot. <gasps> I forgot about the telegraph coot. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just kind of um, shuffling along, like, oh, I'm going to get there. Also, I did enjoy the recurring gag of the two stagecoach drivers who kept having their stagecoach stolen. Yes. 
those two multiple times yeah they couldn't get out of their own way they're your classic like dumb henchmen mm-hmm. who just like yep. can't do anything yeah. right yeah i don't think they were I don't think they were coots, but they You're were. You're waiting for the trumpet, yeah. you know, a trumpet to go. Wah, bah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, yep. no. Yeah, the little telegraph coot. Yeah. I liked him. He was a good coot. Gotta run, gotta run with his telegram. Yeah. Gotta get it to the people. I can't remember what message he was. I think it was the message about, with the intel on, um, that they were running around at nice hotels. Oh, and yeah. And... <laughs> Bordeaux and champagne. Ten Bordeaux. Ten Bordeaux. Bordeaux, I never understood that reference. Like, like they're going to all these fine hotels, and like you never see that they're still like dressed in rat. Like, look, they couldn't afford it for the movie. I know. Like, rent a hotel. Like, well, we can't afford to. We can't afford to show it, so we'll just tell it. And I think that that's one of the things that annoyed me. I think that's the heart of what annoyed me about her character. It's like. She was depicted as this spoiled brat, right? Like she has to have all these fancy things. But in a way, like I think what would have been more interesting, it's like the reason why she's insist, like, because like, why are they even giving in to her for this stuff? Yeah. You know, like to me, it would have been more interesting to be like, oh, the the reason why she's doing this is she's trying to spend all their money so they have to go into town. Like, she's trying to, you know, make them do all this stuff. Because, like, if it had been another escape tactic, then I was I would have been like, okay, this fits in with her character. She's kind of smart, trying to get away. This is what she's doing. But it wasn't she was it was just her being a brat and that really bothered yeah. me yeah like, yeah that's what it yeah. was and it, it you know my other thing was because like she was definitely trying to get away yeah and then until they started kind of like pampering her but i'm like the first time they're like fine we stay in a fancy hotel guess what i'm not leaving my hotel room i'm gonna be like these men have kidnapped me i'm not leaving my room right <laughs> right Someone get the sheriff. And while you're at it, get- call my fiance and tell him to come get me post haste. And while you're at it, get me ten Bordeaux. And I would like ten Bordeaux, please. <laughs> and another eight pounds of of uh, caviar or whatever. I can't remember how many pounds it was, but it was a lot of pounds. A few pounds of caviar. It was like you, girl. You need a vegetable. Yeah. Balanced. Right. Diet. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of salt. Girls so getting much. gout is what's gonna happen. You're- your blood pressure must be so high, Soaring. right? Finally, you got a postcard. Yes. Sabata. Sabata with the parasol. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> See, there there's for me there's there's a moment where uh like Sabata's in the bathtub with just like this this like pillow of like suds around him with a cigar in his mouth he's still wearing the goddamn hat and he just kind of has this manic look about him like yeah there we go i'm sending that i'm sending that home to my mother mother uh i'm just gonna go with boobs (laughs) (laughs) who are you mailing that postcard to amy your mom (laughs) (laughs) who's also my mom I cannot send that postcard to your mom. <laughs> you, you, she'll be confused. <laughs> she'll be like, what is In the message se- section, do you just write, your mom? <laughs> your mom. <laughs> Thereby confusing our mother even further. Yeah, I would, I would probably send it to one of my friends just because it's silly. 
And I yeah. read, like, made you look. <laughs> I'm sending Sabata in the bathtub to dad. Nice. <laughs> it's like, nice. Why, why is this hairy cowboy in a bathtub? Why am I getting this? Because hairy man, a hairy cowboy deserves to pamper himself just as much as anybody else. No one is doubting that. What would be doubted is why would you send this on a postcard? But uh, so. Uh, <laughs> is that all of them? I, that's all of them. I, I only had two notes because I just like turned my brain off. I wrote weird nudity and tits. Yeah, I I think I think I sort of stopped after I wrote Confederate soldier thirst trap. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I like, I initially had as my post postcard moment, the, the, the closing uh, credit that just says fine. Like, ah, fine. it was fine, I guess. It's fine. And it really was. It was fine. That would also be a great like uh, icon for our for our show. Is just fine. fine. <laughs> this show is fine. <laughs> it's fine. Which uh, I hope we're I hope we're at least as good as uh, uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula <laughs> to people out there. Like I hope we provide at least that level of entertainment. Right. That was good. <laughs> we that was try. Good. How do we feel about this thing? It was fine. Fine. Yeah. It's it's fine. If you're a sab a sabata aficionado this is not sabata <laughs> no don't watch this by yourself but you'll 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 be bored yeah you probably like to me yeah. that's probably the worst like it, it, it may bore you get some friends get some burritos six pack of beer you'll have a good time yep which works for almost any movie but <laughs> these especially <laughs> the, well this this one is but like like it was 85 minutes it was short it can't um, hurt you <laughs> no uh, it, it's, it's mostly inoffensive except for a couple moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I, I two, yeah. two and a half. I'd give it two, two sabatas, sabatas. I think two, I think two out of six is, is a pretty fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a few good laughs. Yeah. Um, but I was very fine with sending the DVD on to you, Amy. <laughs> You're not looking forward to getting it back, huh? <laughs> No, no. You'll find um, it when you least expect it, because it is like a <laughs> some kind of ancient artifact. It just keeps popping up. Like in my yeah, house. You'll, yeah, you'll you'll finally like pack up and move to a new home, and then, like it's like in, hidden in a closet somewhere. Like no. Well, I will say, uh, I bought this this DVD off of Amazon, and uh, Ben, my husband, uh, promptly went out to the library and found for a dollar. A handful of other spaghetti westerns on DVD at the library that, like, on their, like, you know, library sale shelf. And he bought them and was very excited. Oh, I can't wait. And, so we have a bunch And more. not just spaghettis, but also some <laughs> Roy Rogers. Oh, yeah, there's a Roy Rogers in there, too. When we watch those, we'll, we'll call them, like, the Ben Selection. <laughs> yes. The Ben Collection. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of them, some of them not so much. But it, I feel like the energy of me getting, finding and getting this attracted more. Yeah. So <laughs> I think rather than just turning up in random places, what will happen is I'll just start finding more and different trash westerns. <laughs> In my life. And then we'll just have to create like a murder board of like, what do they all mean? (laughs) Yeah, what's the (laughs) hidden meaning in all of these? It's nothing. It's just fun. By passing it along to you, Amy, you too might start to experience a confluence of more and more 
random spaghetti western compilation dvds showing what will up happen oh, don't is, don't don't threaten me with a good time what will happen is i'll take i'll take these uh spaghetti western titles and i'll spread them out on a big wall and it'll be like one of those mosaic things mosaics uh you stand back where you stand back and they all come together to reveal i'm gonna say a, a jim beam logo that's gonna say uh drink your nest quick or whatever <laughs> bosco <laughs> drink your oval team all right yeah that's what it is drink your oval team oh. yes <laughs> are you quoting um a christmas story that's what i was trying to think of oh, and then yes. i was like bosco but that's seinfeld <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> like it's, it's some chocolate drink little orphan annie on the radio Oval team. Nice. And because I know anytime I ever brought this movie up outside of the US, nobody knew what it was. We're talking about a Christmas story. Yeah. It's a classic. Watch it. You'll love it. Congratulations. You'll watch it more than this movie. <laughs> they play it all the time at Christmas. There's some channel that plays it for like twenty four hours. See, I'm much more of a Christmas mm-hmm. vacation. But only fan. in the US. Uh but um Yeah. We actually have a Pony Express missive. Fresh off the trail, we got this uh, from uh, from listener Victor Wong. Thank you, Victor, for uh, for listening. Uh, let's see, they they wrote uh, regarding the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bit curious to hear your feelings about Clint Eastwood and Eli Wallach coming back after thirty six years to record new dialogue for the two thousand two extended edition, which is what we were all watching, according to to Victor. Uh, did you notice any differences in the vic- in the vocal quality of their performances? Now, I'm ashamed to say that I did not research this before going going into watching the movie, but now that he gave it voice, I didn't notice anything different from Clint Eastwood. But when uh, Tuco is in that cave system with the chicken, that I did notice. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was one of the added scenes. I was about to say, I thought he sounded yep. funny because his voice was distinctly different. It was almost like he was more New York. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. a, like, he was, like, a cross between Tuco and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and and it's funny, I didn't pick up on that either, but I watched it with Ben, and Ben said to me that doesn't doesn't it sound funny in the cave? Like, he pointed it out. Because um, my experience of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly um, is I'd seen bits of it, but, like, on TV. So I don't think I'd ever seen, like, the whole thing in one shot. So... The vocal quality didn't hit me like, like, oh, this is different. But I would say definitely Eli Wallach was the more inconsistent um, than Clint Eastwood. He talked more. That's probably why. Yeah, Yeah. he's got the most slides. But I did notice that in the cave scene. And and honestly, I have seen Good, Bad, and the Ugly all the way through before um, a few years ago. And... I don't, not that I'm like the best at remembering every single scene, but that was one I didn't remember the chicken scene. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. His, his uh, performance did sound different there. And I had no idea that um, there had been so many changes. Maybe we'll have to put a link. Uh, Mel found a website that kind of um, catalogs. Yeah, it catalogs and breaks down and compares the Italian theatrical version with the U.S. extended version. Yeah, which I found very interesting. Yeah. it Which then brings up, like, you know, because Sergio Leone had died by the time they did that. So, like, it brings up the question, like, should they do that? You know, when the person who created it 
um, is no longer able to give voice to whether or not they want the changes to happen or things like that, which I don't know because it's it's like art is a living thing in a way. And once you sort of put it out there, you no longer truly have control over it. But yeah, Um, and then it it comes to like, because there's there's tons of films that have like multiple cuts and multiple mm -hmm. versions. You know, which one is the quote unquote right one to watch? Um, I feel like, in my opinion, when it comes to media, like movies... I'm like, the right one is whichever one you enjoy the most. (laughs) There's something to be said for that. As we've mentioned before, the Andy cut. Like, he'll watch movies and then watch them again and fast forward through all the scenes he doesn't like. And then it's like, ah, this movie's amazing. (laughs) Because I cut it the way I want to watch it. And, like, the director might, you know, not that a director would care about how one man (laughs) watches a movie, might be horrified to hear that someone would do that. Oh, no, I got Michael Bay on the Um, phone. He fucking hates Andy. Oh, goddamn. (laughs) Yeah, there'd be a lot of Andy cuts of this. but, (laughs) um, But it's like... You know, you put it out there and it's out there. And I don't know. It's because looking at this, the extended edition and looking at all the changes, some of them I don't understand. They're, they're subtle. There's a lot of like small changes. Um, and then there's some changes that are just because uh, the U.S. versus Italian versions, um, like swapping out Italian words for English. For English. Yeah. Like those make sense. Um, some of the you know, there's some small things and some differences in quality, which I'm like neither here nor there. But then like the whole addition of that, the the chicken scene, which was apparently in the premiere, but not in the theatrical cut. Hmm. So, you know, that's like, well, it was in the premiere. So it was like the director wanted it in the film at one point, but then removed it. And is that because of audience reaction? Because, you know, you often will have test screenings Mm -hmm. and then if something doesn't go well, like they'll completely like I think it's um, pretty in pink um, where uh, what's her name's character, the main girl is supposed to end up with Ducky. Um, And in the I think it was in the, the test audiences, they had her ending up with Ducky, but nobody liked that. And so they changed the ending so that she ends up with the rich boy um, and not Ducky, even though now today we're all like, she should totally end up with Ducky. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there are some arguments with having so many different editions is like, you know, is it, is it a cash grab? Is it like, you yeah. know, that, that, that was my feeling completionist is that sometimes it feels like they're just trying to get like, Oh, you got to get this edition. You got to get this. Like, oh, it's remastered. Like, and I also understand, like, oh, we're going to put it out in, like, 4K. Because now, yeah, you know, that's... TV technology has extended where it's like, man, you watch old DVDs and you're like, eesh. It's like I'm lo- these don't look yeah. so hot. It's like I'm looking at through, like, steam in, 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 like a bath- in a bathroom yeah. with a shower on. And, like, it is good to preserve. Like, this is, this is a class. Like, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is a classic for mm. a reason. Mm-hmm. So you want it restored and preserved and all of that. Um, like I sort of, I was, when I was thinking about this question, um, I was thinking about the Star Wars re-releases of the original trilogy because those were re-released twice. Right. And, you know, cause George Lucas can never just. Right. There's like, was it the remasters in the nineties, which I remember Amy and I Mm -hmm. had on VHS. Yep. Which there was a few added things in them. And then. 
he re-released them again with even more extended scenes and more cleaned up stuff. Um, and that's when Han Solo no longer fires first. Mm-hmm. I will be forever bitter about yeah. that. <laughs> and then they and then they changed out Anakin's. So now that it's what's his name? Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen is now the ghost. Anakin at the end yeah. of Return of the Jedi. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I have experienced all I, I have experienced I was introduced to Star Wars when it was the original theatrical releases and loved them. I experienced the 90s remasters and loved them. Um, and then I experienced the the 2000s remastered and I like them. <laughs> but each one, I think it, it sort of develops and it's whichever one you like. I, I, going back to what you said earlier. But then is it different because George Lucas actually was the one who did right. that as opposed to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, There's the one dude. that you like, and I think you also have to, if you if you want to get critical about it, you could also say, like, does it add anything? Does it take away something? Yeah. And, like, in the case of, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, like, the, the chicken scene is just, I don't think it particularly adds anything, but it doesn't really Mm-mm. take anything away. It just, it's an extra five minutes of film. Yeah, and I, I like the scene. It's a good line. I like the I love... line. <laughs> yeah. The line is great. I think that adds to i mean or it just kind of just solidifies tuco's character of like how he sees the world yeah. and gets around and i do like him talking to the ditch yeah <laughs> the dead chicken yeah. is really funny um but yeah it's like you know it's really hard to judge like why things are added or removed i mean i guess going back to the listener's question yeah <laughs> Did we notice it? I didn't notice anything watching it, but in retrospect, yes, I could tell a yeah. slight difference. I don't think for me personally, it took anything away. It's one of those things I'd love to find a theatrical version mm-hmm. and and watch that to compare. Um, so, and I think that's one thing that can be sad with some of the remake, like some, some theatrical versions can kind of get lost in the sauce with all these remasters. Well, yeah. That's like with the, uh, I have not been able to find uh, the original theatrical releases of Star Wars in a readily available Mm -hmm. form. Yeah. Because it's like that, you know, like, especially talking about Star Wars, which was like a a massive cultural event at the time. Like no one thought those movies were going to like, you know, the first one people are like, well, whatever, what's this weird space movie? And then it's like, becomes this giant movement. A juggernaut. And yeah, and it's like that's a piece of film history to be able to be like this is what people were sitting in the butts in seats looking at in the theaters back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like this movie too. Yeah. Like this was a big. This yeah. came out and was like huge and changed the the way we looked at things, mm-hmm. the way we looked at westerns. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I want to I want to be able to see what what they were seeing. Like what what did they see that that kind of you know. Mm-hmm. You know, changed the game here. And I mean, I think in looking at these differences, it doesn't look like it was changed beyond recognition, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Because the extended edition is only about four minutes longer. So it's not like they added a bunch and it doesn't look like they took a bunch away. They made it a little less violent from the appearances and what I'm seeing here. Um, But still, you know, I want to see what, what they saw when this came out. Which I think kind of makes me a, a little more appreciative of going to the movies and seeing things when they come out. Because it's like, that might be the last time you see a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the way that it's presented to you. 
So very good question. Thank you. And uh, again, thank you, Victor Wong, for, for listening and giving us that great question. A lot, to, a lot to chat about with that. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can help us grow our audience by by sharing this word of mouth. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your saloon keeper. Tell your horse. Uh, your horse might know somebody <laughs> that to share this with. Uh, we really appreciate all our listeners. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, there's two ways, two great ways you can do that. Uh, three, uh, actually, you can go to your local Western Union and send us a telegram to uh, mm-hmm. doesn't exist at cowpunchers.com. Uh, it, I know it's a really weird t- uh, telegram uh, address, but you can send us an email to cowpunchersshow. So there's two X's next to each other uh, in the center there. To cowpunchersshow at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Instagram where we have entertaining reels uh, made by our very own Amy McLeod. The collection of our selected uh, faces and postcards uh, when I'm not too lazy to uh, forget to send them to Mel. And (laughs) who Mel manages our Instagram, which is at... Cowpunchers Pod. And uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I have been, as always, the deputy, Stu Kaufman. And I am Amy McLeod with a V, but I won't tell you where that V is. It's a secret. And I got to go find some ambient chickens. My name is Melissa Huggins. Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. hee Purdy, please. You came in here and you were perfectly happy. Purdy, you're just going to have to be in here. I'm sorry. <laughs>